Good morning. The title I've been given the message this morning is God with us, an escape in plain sight. From Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary and had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found uh, to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. Now, one of the things I'm wanting you to take note of is that Joseph reveals something from his heart that has been formed of the nature of God in him by this very reply that we read in verse 19. Even though he is hurt, he does not want to hurt. But when he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sin. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin will be with child, and will bear a son, and they will call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And Joseph awoke from his dream and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary as his wife, but kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. November the 4th, 1979, Iranian Islamists stormed the U.S. Embassy in Tehran in retaliation for President Jimmy Carter giving asylum to the Shah of Iran during the Iranian Revolution. He gave him asylum for cancer treatment, but in this storming of the embassy, extremists took 66 of the embassy staff as hostages. Now, what followed is pretty fascinating. April the 24th, 1980, a massive military rescue called Operation Eagle Claw failed spectacularly, when among other things, Army helicopters were brought down by something that they were not trained or familiar with, which was a massive sandstorm. Now, a much less known story until many, many years later when it was declassified was that six of the embassy staff avoided capture and first went to the embassy of Canada and then the embassy of the United Kingdom and finally were sheltered in the home of the Canadian ambassador, Ken Taylor. When the escapee situation uh, was made known to the United States Depart uh, State Department, they kept the whole situation secret and explored for options to be able to exfiltrate them from Iran. Uh, the CIA brought in Tony Mendez an exfiltration specialist, uh, and they brought him in to, for consult. He criticized literally every proposal, uh, but was at a loss for an alternative. And then while he was on the phone with his son, he was inspired while watching 
Battle for the Planet of the Apes. And plans began to percolate in his own thinking of creating a cover story to create an escape. That they would be Canadian filmmakers who were, quote, in Iran scouting an exotic location for a sci-fi film. Now, Menendez then contacted John Chambers, a Hollywood makeup artist who had previously worked for the CIA. They got in touch with a film producer by the name of Lester Seagal, and together they developed a phony film production company called Design 6. They publicized their plans, successfully established the pretense of a studio, as well as the development of a film called Argo, a sci-fi adventure in the style of Star Wars. Now, again, this is in a time when Star Wars was well-known. And so they made it look like it would be in that same vein, even created storyboards that would um, lend it credibility. Finally, posing as the producer for the movie called Argo, Mendez entered Iran under the alias of Kevin Harkins. And he met with the six escapees at the uh, Canadian ambassador's home. He provided them with Canadian passports, fake identities, and then began to explain the plan. And although they were afraid to trust, they were reluctantly decided that they would go along knowing that he was risking his life and what he was risking his life and inviting them to do was to simply walk out. Now, this whole story is told in another movie called, by the same name, Argo, that actually tells the story of these six diplomats who escaped Iran. And what's fascinating is to to learn in that movie is far from sci-fi and fantasy as it presented itself in 1979, you know, when they were trying to bring a production to give, quote, legitimacy to an oppressive government. It was actually a mission to rescue and restore the lives of six men and women who were literally fearing for their lives with the Iranian uh, uh, guards searching for them. No helicopters, no guns, no guys with machine guns. Six men and women who again are being pursued day after day simply drive to the airport board a plane and leave the country and escape in plain sight, an open secret that no one saw coming. Beloved, what we rehearse in the season of the Advent is just that. It's a retelling of this amazing story of God who's come with this amazing escape of mankind in plain sight of the rulers and authorities that would later cause angels in the balcony of heaven, as Luke records it, to gasp and proclaim glory to God in the highest and peace on earth and goodwill to man. We didn't see it coming. Part of what we risk in the retelling of the story of Jesus' birth is not only its familiarity, but 
you know, how we often connected with our own story, the, the, the reminders of wonderful times that we shared with family and friends. And beloved, those are good things to be reminded of. But, but to think just on the sheer scale, Jesus coming to earth, Emmanuel, God with us, fulfilling prophetic promises written 700 years earlier, and yet when he's actually comes, how incredible it really was because no one saw it coming. It's not just that Mary accepts the word of the Lord that you'll conceive by the power of the Holy Spirit, but that the God who created all of the earth, the measureless heavens, who spoke uh, light into darkness and formed man with his own hands, doesn't come with chariots blazing in operation save man from the claws of hell. When God comes as a man to rescue man, he comes and becomes what he formed from the dust of the earth. The one who formed the womb enters the womb that he formed. Think about that. In our text, we read about the scandal that had captured Joseph's imagination. She pregnant by the Holy Spirit. What? And, and we hear in between the lines the the internal and the external whispers of others looking and gazing. And Joseph knows the questions and that and, and he has been asking them himself. And he's reached a conclusion what he's going to do. Now again, it's remarkable because he chooses not to bring harm or pain, but he's going to send her away. And Joseph's daytime resolution is challenged in a night of encounter where he's invited to see this pregnancy through the eyes of faith and it changes everything. He's invited to see more than meets the eye. He's invited to see an escape in plain sight. God, that that both we and, and Joseph and all of us thought was out there, up there, somewhere in the sweet by and by has come to us. A God who has chosen to be present, so present that no amount of man's broken failure can keep him away. He comes into humanity to become what he created. How? In weakness, in vulnerability, in meekness. He is formed in the womb of a woman, Mary, whose womb is literally nurturing and sustaining and growing God who's become a man. It's a profound reality. And it doesn't just end there at his birth. Joseph, if you will, becomes a part of that womb. He uses his voice to name this helpless babe. He empties himself to become a protector and a provider to provide security for Mary and, and Jesus. Both Mary and Joseph are participants. Now think about this. Co-creators, if you will, of the one named Jesus. You see, in the incarnation, God reveals the nature of his salvation in our life. Could he do it without us? Yes. But he's chosen to do it with us. 
God has come to reveal justice and restoration to mankind, not by overpowering the rulers and authorities, but by becoming man, by being created in a womb of love to become a revelation of God's love for humanity, love that can be seen and heard and touched and will ultimately give itself in self-giving love and forgiveness. Beloved, the rescue of rescues <coughs> isn't that God just took our whooping, but that he invaded the system that held man captive to death and blind uh, and then and to, to bring light, to bring heavenly justice. And that light and life opened our eyes to beauty. He invaded sinful humanity in a womb and then became the womb of the eternal by, by taking man's sin and brokenness onto himself and healing the injury of sin in the resurrection forever to restore man to Genesis 1 partnership and representation. No matter how bleak and difficult our lives can become marred by our own sin or the sin of others. Beloved, he came to restore man to the place that he'd always intended with life with, where our eyes and our hearts are opened to the transcendent beauty of the eternal, the Garden of Eden reality, where we see goodness and beauty and truth as it really is. God has come for you, beloved, and that is good news. It's the good news that we proclaim today, is that in a world filled with danger and no matter how much distance we find ourselves in, Jesus remains Emmanuel, God with us. He's come to us and called us by name to rescue us and to bring us into his love for eternity. He is Emmanuel. See, we've all found ourselves in places that we never imagined, held captive in our mind, our heart, our body, by lies that tell us we'll never be free. We'll never be free of sin or guilt or shame or fear. Surrounded by messages that promise us, we'll find significance, security, belonging, if we, that we can be fulfilled in these empty promises of what I accumulate, who I know, what people say about me. In this broken system, we're promised life in and around the next turn. And here's the, the trick in that. It never comes. Instead, we find our hearts and our lives empty and searching, feeling alone. It doesn't help that many of us begin with a theology of distance and delay. Beloved, if God was so put off by sin, think about his entrance into humanity, his embrace of humanity, his surrender to humanity's brokenness as he took the violence of a criminal's death, not just, just, just to, to keep us out of hell, beloved, but to restore us to our created destiny, fellowship with heaven. I was meditating on Psalm 132, and as the psalmist proclaims, and he says, Arise, O Lord, to your resting place. And then he says, he identifies that resting place as here in me. Emmanuel, God with us, that God would forever find a resting place in us and with us. Beloved, the intent, the intent of God was always to restore man to be with him. 
where he was in garden relationship and representation. Emmanuel, the one who has brought peace, justice, restoration, shalom, wholeness. What does that mean? Well, it means that he came and he revealed an escape in plain sight. And maybe in the midst of the scandals of our lives, we should hear and entrust ourselves to the invitation and the promise of Advent, the scandal that God became man to be with us. What does it mean? It means, first of all, that distance and delay is a lie, beloved, that started in Genesis 3, that keeps whispering to us those same lies. When God comes, the first thing that he speaks to, to the shepherds, Mary, uh, Joseph, don't fear. The prophet 700 years prior to Jesus' birth said the rightful owner has come and declared that the, the name of his son will be Emmanuel. Love is going to be the solution to all lack. Jesus' friend John says, drives this home in 1 John 4 by declaring that perfect love, and oh, by the way, God is love, drives out fear. Beloved, the question before many of us today is this. In our circumstance, in the culture that we're living, what scandal am I going to listen to? The one that makes me lay awake and try to figure out solutions because all that we see is the scandal of our own lack that makes us fear? Or will we believe the scandal of the gospel that God himself becomes what he created? Emmanuel, God with us to reveal justice and restoration. And the angel of the Lord said to Joseph what he says to us, do not be afraid. Mary will bear a son. He'll save his people. Distance and delay is a lie that started in the garden. Emmanuel has come to proclaim, do not be afraid. I bring you good tidings of great joy. Number two, it means that with, with has always been the goal of heaven. And it's always the goal of the Christian life, beloved. With. With us is God. Heaven restored to earth to restore us to the place of co-laboring means that we even dare to say that we could co-create to see heaven revealed in the face of hell. That what Jesus declares in Luke 4, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me, and that to see blind eyes open, shackles taken off, the, the poor here having the gospel proclaimed to them, and this day it is fulfilled in your hearing that that could be true of me. God creates man to do life with him, to walk together. Beloved, this is where the book ends in Revelation 21. Now the dwelling place of God is with men and among them. You know, John, when he describes Emmanuel with these words, he says in John 1, the word became flesh, and the word was with God and became flesh, and we beheld his glory, the one begotten of the Father. And this was what John records about Jesus' intent in John 17. Father, I want them to be with me. So, beloved, 
distance, delay is a lie. We can do life with him beginning today. Not only has God put on a human body forever, but he has forever removed every possible vapor of distance between God and man. He has restored man to life with him. He can be as close as your next breath. He has declared you're not orphaned or alone. Behold, I am with you even to the end of the age. Beloved, what we celebrate on this day of Advent is an escape in plain sight. Not a demonstration of the power of the sword, but a revelation of the unchanging nature of the Father's heart, overflowing with love. He is God with us. Beloved, that is our destiny. God has come for you. And the good news that we proclaim today is that in a world filled with danger, and no matter how much distance we have found ourselves in, Jesus remains Emmanuel, God with us. He's come to us. He's come for us. He's come to be with us. And he's rescued us to bring us into his love for eternity. He, beloved, is Emmanuel. And that is good news. Amen? I want to invite you to pray a simple prayer with me. Would you pray this in agreement? Oh God, in Christ, you have joined your story with our story, that the human story might become one of salvation. We thank you and praise you for this holy mystery, Jesus, Emmanuel, and the Son of Mary. Be more than just a dream in our hearts. With the apostles, prophets, and saints, save and restore us and lead us in the way of grace and peace, that we may bear your promise and tell your story in our world. Amen. And amen. Beloved, grace and peace to you.